today I'm sharing with you what I tied to the real thanksgiving. The real thanksgiving. Ephesians 5.20. Ephesians 5.20. It says, giving thanks. Can we read together on the screen? Can you all see it on the screen? Or at least we get our one to go. It says, giving, it says, giving thanks. How many times? How many times? Always for all things to God in the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always means always. Are you following? I'm telling you, always means always. Now listen very carefully. The purpose of scripture is Christology. The purpose of scripture is Christology. And what, what it gives to us, now, what, what the gospel gives to us is what is called um, soteriology, which means salvation. So when you know Christ, you get salvation. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? The Bible is not a book. The Bible is a collection of 66 books. Is that understood? So every book of the Bible is called a book. So the Bible is a collection of books. But you've got to understand something. The word of God is a person. Everybody say the word of God is a person. And that person, his name is Jesus. So hear me very carefully. If you are studying the word of God and you have not come to find Jesus, you have not known the scriptures. Because the message of the entire scripture is Jesus Christ. And let me say it again. The purpose of theology is for you to know Christology. And when you know Christology, when you know Christ, you get soteriology, which is salvation. And salvation is an encapsulation of all of God's blessing in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Listen very carefully. Jesus is the message of the scripture. In the book of Genesis, Jesus is the message of the scripture. In the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, all the Old Testament is all about Jesus. Can you hear, are you hear what I'm telling you this morning? So when you're studying your Bible and you have not yet seen Christ in the scriptures, you have not yet known the scriptures. That's why Jesus said that, Jesus told the, 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 the Pharisees, he said that you err because you know not the scriptures, thinking that you will find life when you read the scriptures. No, life is only found in Christ. So when you study those scriptures and you don't see Christ, you have not seen life. Are you, are you catching me this morning? Look at what the Bible says in, in John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. He says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 2. All things were made by him. And through him was not anything made that was made. Are you seeing that? So Jesus is the word of God. Every time, listen very carefully. In the book of Genesis, every time God spoke out, it was Jesus coming out of his mouth. When he said, let there be light, that was the word. The Bible says Jesus was the word. From the very beginning, he has already existed. Every word of God in the scripture is encapsulated in the word of God. And the word of God is Christ. Everybody say the word of God is Christ. Are you seeing that? That's why in verse 14 of John, the Bible says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That means the entire Bible was walking the earth. The entire scripture was walking the earth. Because Jesus is the encapsulation of the entire scripture. So when you have not come to see Jesus, you have not come to know him. When you study your Bible and you don't see Jesus, you have not known the scriptures yet. That's why when you are studying the Bible, you say, Holy Spirit, help me to see Jesus. Help me to see Christ. Because it's only when you see Christ you get life. Glory to God. And Jesus is in every page of scripture. Glory to God. Remember the story of Daniel with the lion's den. Who was that? Daniel represents Jesus. And in the, in the den of lions, no lion could eat him. The Pharisees couldn't touch him. The Sadducees couldn't eat him. The chief priests couldn't eat him. Until when he gave up his life. That's the story of Jesus right in the garden, right in the garden of, of, of the lion's den. And we go throughout scripture. We see Christ everywhere. The picture of what Christ has done for us in, in his name. Glory to God. Look at what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. He says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven. He says, number one, the Father. Then he says, the Word. 
and the Holy Spirit. It says these three are what? These three are what? I said these three are what? Listen, this is the reason why it is important that anybody you are dating, anybody you are getting married to knows Jesus. You say, well, pastor, but he is very nice. He can be very nice, but he's still a devil. Is he born again? Has he been regenerated in his human spirit? Don't just be moved by what you see with your physical eyes. You've got to judge by the spirit. Because when things get tough, you need a man who knows how to pray. When things get tough, when you are down, you need a man that can tell you and put hope alive in your spirit. But you don't have a man who says, man is very nice because he's giving you money. That's not enough. The man needs to be born again. He needs to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So it can be nice, but it's not, it's, that's, not, that's not good enough. There has to be more than nice. Glory to God. Look at Philippians chapter 2 verse 6 from the Amplified Version. He says, Who although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which God made God. Did you see that? I'll say it again. Although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possess, talking about Jesus, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God, God. So Jesus, I listen very carefully, possesses all the attributes of God. He says, did not think this equality with God was a thing. To be eagerly grasped or retained. So even though Jesus was on earth, he was fully God. But he humbled himself like a human being. So he can go through the things that we go through in our lives. Now, when you hear the word son of God, what does son of God mean? According to the, to the, to the, um, the theology of the Jews, when you say son of God, son of God means God in human form. Are you following? That's the reason why when Jesus told the Pharisees, he says, before Abraham was, he said, I was. You know that? No, he didn't say I was. He said, I am. Are you following? When he said, if he had said, before Abraham was, I was, he would have said, oh, this guy is talking nonsense. He's just wasting his time. When were you born? 33-year-old guy. When was Abraham born? But he said that before Abraham was, I am. Why did he say that? I am was the very word that God told Moses. When Moses asked, he says, who should you say? And when they asked me, who should I say sent me? He tell them, I am sent you. So when he said that, you know what they said to him? You know what they said to him? They said, how can you, a man, make yourself God? Are you seeing that? And they picked up stones to throw at him. But the fact is, he was God. Everybody say, he was God. Jesus is God. Look at John chapter 5, verse, 30, verse 39. John 5, 39. So, the Bible says, you search the scriptures. Let's read on the screen together. I want to go, everybody read. Uh-huh. So, the scriptures testify about one man. And his name is who? Somebody shout that name this morning. Jesus. The entire scripture is about one man. It's about Jesus. And Jesus said that you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. He says no. Eternal life is found in Christ. So when you search the scriptures, if you don't see Christ, you've not seen eternal life. Because Jesus said, and this is eternal life. That they may know me and the one who sent me. That's what life really is. So when we are thanking God for life, we are not thanking God for sleeping and waking up. You are not hearing me this morning. Dogs sleep and wake up every morning. Animals sleep and wake up every morning. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? When we are thanking God for life, there is more to life than sleeping and waking up. Because real life is not sleeping and waking up. Real life is coming to know Jesus. If you know Jesus, if you have come to know Jesus, that is more than enough to thank God for. Things may not be working out in your life as you expect. But the Bible says we should thank him all, always for all things. You know why? Because we have salvation in Christ Jesus. I said hallelujah. 
So son of God, as a son of God means what? God in human form. God in flesh. Now what is spirit of God? Spirit of God means the father in your spirit. So if I say I have the spirit of God, it means the father is in my spirit. The father is in my spirit. Now Philippians 2, 6. Philippians 2, 6 from the Amplified Version. <coughs> okay, we read that already. Um, all right. Let me give you, let me help you understand something. When we talk about Trinity, right, we say God the Father, God what? The Son, and God what? The Holy Spirit. Now, listen very carefully. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is not junior God to the Father. Listen very carefully. They are all on the same rank. Now, if you were to categorize them, you would even say that Jesus, the Bible lets us know that Jesus is the child of the Holy Ghost. That means Jesus, that's the reason why when Jesus spoke, he spoke about his father in heaven and his father in him. So which father is in heaven and which father is in him? The father in heaven is God the father. Everybody say God the father. The father in him is the Holy Ghost. Everybody say the Holy Ghost. So the father in you is the spirit of God in you. The father in heaven is God the father. God the father has never moved. He has remained where he is for the past don't billions of years. He doesn't need to move from his chair. Glory to God. The Bible said he doesn't sleep, neither does he slumber. So if God wants to move, how does he move? The Bible says that the Spirit proceeds from the Father. That means the Holy Ghost out of the Father moves out. And when God says, light, the Spirit moves out of the Father and produces light. So the Holy Spirit is the doer of the works of God. And the Spirit of God doesn't need to move again from the Father to the next, the next place. No. From where he is, he can move to the next location. From where he is, he can move to United States. And that's the reason why the Holy Spirit is everywhere at every time, at every second. Right now, in every one of us that has the Holy Ghost, he's in us everywhere we go. 247. And as he's talking to me, he's talking to you. As he's doing something right here, he's doing something elsewhere at the same time. But can I tell you something about the devil? The devil cannot be everywhere at every time. Don't think that when you are being attacked, it's Satan himself that attacked you. No, it's not really him. It can be one of his cohort, his agent. The um, agent that is doing that, called the demonic spirit. Because he has more than enough for every human person. Glory to God. God created more than a hundred trillion angels. And we are told that over 30 trillion fell and followed Satan. How many human beings do we have? Talk to me now. How many human beings are on planet Earth? Over 7 billion. Divide 30 trillion by 7 billion. That is the capacity that Satan can deploy for his angelic spirit. If he wants to deploy each, each person, distribute these demons to each person, he can give each person at least a thousand demons to torment your life. But guess what? God can deploy even much more. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, that's what I look about God. When, when, um, when, Pharaoh, when Moses came to Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's chamber and said, God said, let my people go. You know what Pharaoh told him? Pharaoh said, which God? And then Moses took up his rod and turned it to one snake. And Pharaoh laughed. It's a joke. It is all your God can do. He told his magicians, he says, do the same. They took like three or four rods. They turned it to snake. Am I correct? You know what happened? After that thing happened, all the magicians lost their rods. You know why? Moses' snake ate up all the snakes and turned back to his rod. All their rods got missing. That's the power of God. Tell somebody, that's the power of God. Doesn't matter what they can do, God can do far greater. God can do far greater. And listen, no matter the wickedness of Satan, it can never surpass the grace of God. It can never surpass the love of God. Can you shout amen? I said, can you shout amen? So when we thank God for life, we are thanking him for, for life in Christ. Because life is Jesus. Everybody say, life is Jesus. 
When you come to know Christ, you've come to know life. Jesus said, and this is life eternal, that they may know me and the one who has sinned. That they may know me. When you know Jesus, you've come to know the real life. He's called the Zoe life. You know what John said? John said, he that has the son has life. He that doesn't have the son does not have life. He said, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Life is not found anywhere in this life except in Christ. That is enough to thank God for. That's why when I say shout thank you Jesus, you shout it louder. Shout thank you Jesus. Thank you for life eternal. That's real life. Say that's the real life. That's the real life. Listen, you know, those of you in Bible school, we, we, we have been studying plenty of things. We studied about depression, anxiety, worry, grief. Which one again? Can you remind me? Addiction, anger, many of these things that we face in our lives. And when we studied and studied, we found out that people who don't know Jesus have no hope. No, tell me. What is the cure to depression? Take drugs. Don't be a cycle. They talk to you, talk to you, talk to you. Just be a cycle. What's the cure to anxiety? What's the cure to stress? But when you come to know Christ, Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in anything but prayer and supplications, let your request be made unto God. He said, and the, the peace of God will garrison in your heart and mind. But if you don't have God, who can you pray to? Who can you pray to? No hope. I'm telling you. Let me tell you one of the things that is keeping some of us in this country. Because <laughs> with the way things are going in Nigeria, eh? some people are just, they are just roaming. Some are already mad. Some, some are roaming. The only thing that is still giving us sense in this country is because of Christ. I mean, if you look at the price of fuel, you want to give up. Look at the price of dollar. Even in interbank market rate, dollar entered 800. More than black, black market rate. 816. More than black market rate. What do you think is going to happen? You'll be confused. But thank God that we have life eternal. We can look at this and still smile. And know that our tomorrow is better because of Jesus Christ. So listen, if the gospel we preach, listen very carefully. If the gospel I preach to Mark Zuckerberg is different from the gospel I preach to Bill Gates, and is different from the gospel I preach to you, then something is wrong somewhere. It means that somebody is not preaching the gospel. Because when you preach the gospel, the gospel puts all of us in the same WhatsApp group. And the admin of that WhatsApp group is Jesus. And if Jesus is the admin of the WhatsApp group, it means nobody will get deleted or removed from his WhatsApp group. Hallelujah. Because, you know why? You know why? The gospel tells the rich man, don't put your hope in riches. Don't put your hope in riches. Put your hope in God. Are you seeing that? The one that is poor, the gospel tells him, Christ has paid for your poverty. Christ has become your riches. Glory to God. Put all of us in the same boat. In the same boat. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Doesn't matter how small you are. You are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So what makes Thanksgiving different from the way the world celebrates Thanksgiving? Because listen, the world has cars. They have houses. They have lands. If that's all we thank God for, something is wrong. Because some of them don't even need God. They have cars. Am I correct? Talk to me now. Some of them don't pray, but they have houses. Eh? Some of them have land. They don't know anything like God. I'm telling you the truth. That people don't know anything like God, but they are billionaires. They don't, they'll tell you that I'm a self-made man. You can't tell them God. God, which God? They will argue with you, which God? So, if all we are to thank God for, and you torment us with is, for brethren, God gave me a new car. If that's all we can thank God for, something is wrong with our thanksgiving. Something is wrong. So, what about when you don't have car? That means you can't thank God. What of when you don't have a job? That means you can't thank God. What of when you don't have money? That means you can't thank God. Something is wrong with our thanksgiving. So we don't, we don't do thanksgiving like the way the world does thanksgiving. What is thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is not a day. 
We only pick this day to celebrate and thank God. But Thanksgiving is not a day. What is Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is a perspective. It is a position. It is a response. That's what Thanksgiving is. Thanksgiving is a perspective, is a position, is a response. So the lifestyle of, it is the lifestyle of the believer that we are always thanking God. Is our position, is our perspective. That means even when I'm going through tough times, I can look at it and say, Father, I know that you are aware of what I'm going through. But thank you for what Christ has done for me. Thank you that his blood died for me. Thank you that I know that I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Are you seeing that? It's a perspective. Thanksgiving is a perspective. You are going through issues in your life, tough times in your life, but you can still lift your mouth, lift your hands and thank God. That's the real Thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving, I said again, it is a what? It's a perspective. It is our position. That means no matter what happens in our life, it is our constant position. And it's also what? It's a what? The last one. Our response is, is a lifestyle. Glory to God. It is only, not, not only is it our position, it is also our disposition. That means even when we are moved in life, we cannot but thank God. Glory to God. You look at your account, all you have is 1,000. Say, Father, thank you because I know my tomorrow is better. That's Thanksgiving, brother. That's Thanksgiving, brother. Hallelujah. That's our disposition. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I mean, it's very easy to thank God when there's plenty of money in your account. Do you understand? But what if, when there's no money, you start saying, oh God, why is my case like this? Why is like No. It's our disposition. It's our lifestyle. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He says in everything. Everybody say in everything. Read again. In what? What are you supposed to do? Complain. Give what? Why? For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. So if you are not thanking God in everything, you are not doing the will of God. The will of God is that in everything you thank God. Somebody say, Pastor, I lost my baby. Hey, thank God that you are still alive because more is coming in the name of Jesus. This is a perspective. It's a perspective. In everything, give thanks for it is the will of God for you. You are driving your car and the car went into a terrible accident and you are saying, complain and crying, God, why this happened to me? That's not Thanksgiving. You lift your hands and say, Father, thank you. Because I know a bigger one is coming. A bigger car is coming. In the name of Jesus. You know, one day I read a book by Kenneth Hagin. He says something that he has gotten to the point in his life. And they called him and told him that the whole church got burnt. They called him and told him the whole church and everything, all the gadgets, everything got burnt. He said, we go back to sleep. He said he has made up his mind in his life that he will never worry, never worry, never worry because he knows the God he serves. If the old church got born, he said he knows that he's going to build a bigger one at the power of the Holy Ghost. That's a perspective. Are you seeing that? It's a perspective because others will look at God and say, wicked God, wicked God. What did you allow this to happen to me? Wicked God. Wrong perspective. The Bible says that everything that comes from God is good. In him, there is no shadow of turning. God is not a two-faced man. God does not have bipolar. Hallelujah. It is only mommies have bipolar. Today they are nice, tomorrow terrible. <laughs> That's not God. Praise God. I said praise God. So we don't just thank God for cars and houses. We thank him for those things. But we don't only thank him for those things. Because people will pray and fast and have houses. Are you seeing that? In fact, I, I, I told you one time of one man. He read uh, uh, a pamphlet by a church when they are sharing their testimony. And then one of his workers dropped it on his table. And then he read the testimonies that the people were sharing. And he said that, ah, it is all your God can do. He said, even me, I can do better than this. If that's all you can thank God for, how's human that? 
Are you hearing what I'm telling you? No. But listen, Jesus came to give us life. And he came to give us life in volume. Value, not cars. He didn't come to give us cars. He came to give us life in volume. Because when you have the life of God, you can produce anything out of the life of God. Hallelujah. So when we are thanking God, the first things we thank him for are the things money cannot buy. Write it down. You thank him for the things money cannot buy. Listen, brothers and sisters, if you will learn and practice thanking God for the things money cannot buy, there will be no reason why in this life you can never thank God. Okay, what are some of the things money cannot buy? Talk to me now. Salvation. Tell me, what, what are things that money cannot buy? For, huh? Freedom. Tell me, this side. What are some of the things that money cannot buy? Peace. What are things money cannot buy? Huh? Forgiveness, happiness, joy. You said joy, right? Joy. What again? Huh? Let me come down so I can hear you. What do you say? Life. Health. What again? Long life. Powerful. What again? Strength. What again? Huh? You say love? Love. Salvation. What again? Some folk can use money to buy love. Grace. Redemption. Mercy. Are you seeing the list? We have recounted now almost 20 things. And you, you say, thank God. You, you, your mouth is closed. Patience. You, you say, thank God. Your mouth is closed. Your mouth is closed. The Bible says, true and I get from God. If you have a child, thank God. Hallelujah. You are even married, thank God. Some might be looking for husband, not find husband. Some are looking for wife, not find. You have one, you are still complaining. Hi. Hey. Eh? You are still complaining. This is my husband. Oh, this is my wife. Oh, lili, lili, do. Zuzu, zuzu, zuzu. He say, How did I even marry you? How did I even marry you? I don't know that I even marry you. You know? <laughs> Thank God for things money cannot buy. Hallelujah. Money cannot buy happiness in the home. If, if you think I'm joking, eh? There are people that have all the billions, they are still unhappy in their marriage. They are still unhappy in their marriage. Letting you know that money cannot buy happiness. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Read, everybody want to go. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. By what? Prayer and what? Supplication. With what? Uh -huh. What do you do? Verse 7, what, what will happen to you next? Mandrede. Uh-huh. Do you know what he's telling you? He's telling you that the same peace that Jesus had in that boat when there was a boisterous wind and he was sleeping, that same peace, when he even woke up and saw it, that same peace will garrison your heart and mind. That's what he's telling you. That means, you know what peace is? Peace is power of control. Because when you know you are in control, you are not anxious. The reason why most of the times we are anxious is because we are not in control. Have you noticed the person who is driving the car is not, doesn't have anxiety compared to the person sitting by the driver? He said, ah, you saw it that car? And the guy said, no, 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 I'm holding this thing. I know what I'm doing. He said, ah. so he's not anxious because he's in control. That's what peace is. That's why when Jesus stood up, from the boat. He said, peace be still. He had control of the winds. Are you seeing that? So there's no reason for him to be anxious. Our anxiety is because we are not in control. Glory to God. He says, but when you, listen, thanksgiving is the envelope that wraps the supplication. So when you are praying and supplicating, you wrap it with thanksgiving. You see that? And the, and the peace of God. The peace of God. It is peace. Peace means it doesn't matter what I go through. It will not go through me. That's what he's telling you. It no matter what I go through in life, it will not go through me. 
Are you seeing that? You know, this is our generation. We have what is called Gen Z. And their normal talk is mental health. My mental health. My mental health. You are affecting my mental health. My mental health. That's the talk. You know? That's the new generation. That's the sickness now. Mental health. And it's a serious deal. It's a serious deal. Huh? And they have all manners of things about this. They can explain to you how that this guy is causing their mental health. Their father is causing their mental health. Their mother is causing their mental health. Their boss, mental health. All their friends, mental health. But can I tell you something? You are only as mentally healthy as the peace of God at work in your life. I'll say it again. You are only as mentally healthy as the peace of God at work in your life. Because many are mad. Few are roaming. I'm telling the truth. Few are roaming the streets. You think they are wearing suits. They are mad. See, they wear kaftan with fine cards, but they are still mad. Because when you hear what comes of their mouth, you know that it's madness. So we don't thank God for stuffs. We thank Him for who He is. Are you seeing that? Colossians 1.12 Araban Oh, what a blessed day. Colossians 1.12 Say, I'm no longer a bastard. Say, I'm no longer a bastard. I'm in the family of God. If you're not in the family of God, you're a bastard. The Bible says, giving thanks to the Father who has, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So first, Father, I thank you because I'm not a bastard. I'm in the family of God. Thank you because I'm a partaker. You qualified me to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. This is what to thank God for. Money cannot buy this one. Do you know what it means for you to be have access to God? Do you know what it means to have access to God's house? And we didn't qualify ourselves. Christ qualified us on our behalf. The Bible says, thank God the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Glory to God. Say, I am accepted in the beloved. Say, I am accepted in the beloved. See, we are not trying to please God. Jesus already pleased God for us. Can you shout amen? So we are not on the treadmill trying to please God, trying to appease God. No, no, no. He qualified us. Say, I'm qualified. Shout it, say, I'm qualified. You see, when you don't hear the gospel, you'll be on the treadmill of life, always trying to please God, always trying to walk in your way to God to accept you. No, he has accepted us. He has qualified us. Can you shout amen, somebody? You know, somebody say, if you are not tight, your life will be tight. If you are suffering, check your offering. If you are sick, check your seed. What kind of wicked God is that? Their own Jesus has bipolar. No, tell me. How many of you with all your, your thanksgiving and praise took Jesus to the cross to die for you? No, tell me what you did. You thank God too much. I say, God, God say, God, you know what? Let me send my son to come and die for you. Which praise did you do? Which thanksgiving did you do? No, 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 no. Listen, if you want to know how God truly is like, look at Jesus. Because Jesus is the thinking pattern of God. Salvation is the constant interest of God in the earth. Salvation. Is, the, is God's constant interest in the earth. So if you want to know how the Father is like, look at Jesus. How did Jesus handle enemies? Talk to me now. How did Jesus handle those who spoke against him? He loved them. That is the true character of the Father. Whatever you see Jesus do, that's what the Father, you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, whatever I do, I see my Father doing. So that means, whatever we see Jesus doing, the Father taught him. So Jesus is the exact, is the icon of the image of God. You know what you have icon on your phone? When you press the icon, the app comes out. That's Jesus. Jesus is the icon of God. So when you press Jesus, you see the real father. When you read the Old Testament, the men of old gave us wrong pictures of God. Jesus was the first man to call God father. 
No other person called God Father except Jesus. Even the Pharisees were angry. Say, how can you call God Father? Because their theology, you can't call God Father. Because they said, call no man Father. But Jesus said, call these ones, these Pharisees, don't call them Father. Because they say they don't do. Don't follow their ways. That's what he was talking about. Praise God. I said, praise God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Read everybody want to go. In the beginning, God. Read everybody want to go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Verse 2. Verse 3. Hold on. Hold on now. Hold on. I want to show you something that's going to shock you. Now keep this verse in your mind. And God said what? Let there be what? Question is, which light is this? Because when we read further, we see when God created the sun, the moon. So at this verse, God has not created sun. God has not created moon. God has not created day and night. It was done like almost on the fourth or fifth day. So which light is this? <laughs> Hold on. John 3 from verse 16. John 3, 16 to 19. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Next move. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Uh-huh. And read everybody want to go. And this is a condemnation that the light has come into the world, but what? But men love darkness rather than light because of their deeds. Listen very carefully. When God said, let there be light, that was salvation right there. So salvation preceded creation. Are you hear what I'm telling you? So light came into the world. Bible says, but men love darkness rather than light. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Jesus was right. See, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. When Adam fell, God did not say, hey, what are we going to do? No -mm. Before Adam was created, salvation was prepared. So it was not a plan B. It was already plan A. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 6. 2 Corinthians 4, 6. He says, for it is God who commanded light to shine out of where? Of darkness. Where does this light shine? Who has shone in our hearts to give light. Are you seeing that? Of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So when God said, let there be light, he was talking about the light of the gospel. The revelation of Jesus Christ that was coming into the world. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Listen, eternal things matters a lot. That's why we're talking eternal things. These are not things that die when you die in the earth. These are things that are everlasting. They don't have beginning. They don't have end. For instance, all my sins are forgiven is a big deal. It's a big deal. All my sins forgiven. With which money can you pay for forgiveness of sins? The Bible even tells us that the only way for God to forgive your sin is for somebody or something to die. Blood. You cannot cry your way to forgiveness. You cannot give money to forgiveness. Only by blood. But thank God that Jesus died for my sin. Somebody shout it on top of your voice. Say, Jesus died for my sin. Say, Father, I thank you. Because all my sins are forgiven. Say, I am aggressively forgiven by God. Say, I am in the waterfall of God's forgiveness. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He says, all things are passed away. He says, behold, all things have become new. Glory! Hallelujah. Glory to God. Colossians 1.14. The Bible says, in him we have redemption. Through his blood. How? The forgiveness of sins. Are you seeing that? 
Ephesians 1, 7. Ephesians 1, 7. Look at it. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to, not out of, according to the riches of his grace. Oh, oh, oh. you're not catching this thing now. Listen, if I told you that I'm giving you money according to my money, and I told you I'm giving you money out of my money, two different things. If I have $10 million and I say I gave him money according to my money, what does that mean? I mean I gave him a large chunk, maybe like $1 million, $2 million, $5 million. But if I say I, get him, I gave him out of, I can give him $1,000. You see that according to me, I can give him all. I can give him a large portion. So when God forgave our sins, he forgave our sins according to the riches of his grace. That means, that means God forgave you with everything he has, with everything he owns. He forgave you with everything. That's a big deal. I said, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. If God could find any other way to forgive sin, his Jesus will not die. If there was a way for sin to clear up the road for humankind, Jesus will not die. The only way out was for God to die for humanity. And he sent his son to die for you. I said, that's a big deal to thank God for. I said, can you, can you hear what I'm telling you? So you see that in Christ, we are not trying to break chains. We're not trying to break any chain. We are already freed in Christ Jesus. Say, Father, thank you. Lift your voice and shout and say, Father, thank you. Because no chain is holding me down. Say, I am free. Say, I am free. Because I am on the Lord's side. You know, let me tell you what Christ did. Christ went, not only did Christ go to your father's side and your mother's side. Because you are not even there anymore. But Christ went to what Adam did. He raised what Adam did. That means your great, 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 great father. He went there. And what Adam did, he undid it. Bible says because of Adam, any man born to this world is born a sinner. Bible says anyone who believes in Christ will be declared righteous. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So because of Jesus, we can stand forgiven. We can stand righteous. We can stand holy before God. That's a big deal to thank God for. So listen, heaven is not a reward for good behavior. Have you seen Christians say, ah, let's not miss heaven, no. Let, we are all striving, striving to make heaven. No! Heaven is not a reward for good behavior. Heaven is part of the package when you receive salvation. Imagine you bought a new car and the AC is not working. And I told you, no, AC will come later. What are you going to do? <laughs> Something is wrong. Or you bought a phone. They say, no, the camera will come in later. You bought iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro Max. And I said, no, this one, they will send the camera later. When you use the phone very well, we'll not send you camera. No! Heaven is not a reward. Heaven is part of the package. So in Christ, it is not heaven at last. It is heaven at first. Listen to me. I, 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 I had this conversation the other day. You know, I, I was telling her, I said that if I was gone and I gave you salvation and I knew that some way, somehow, you will misbehave, misfire, misthrow through, misconscrew, miss whatever. If I'm gone, once you just say, Father, I receive Christ into my life, the next thing, you just fall down flat and die. I kill you so that you will not miss heaven. Is that not, I, come to me now, is that not good? That would be my structure. Because nobody will come to me and go back to hell. Never, it won't happen. How can you suffer all this suffering? I open your eyes, remove blindness from your eyes. With all the prayer who have been praying for you. You now got saved. Then you now say you backslide, back, back, back what? Backslide? Or you say, I renounce, rena nothing like no renounce, no backslide, no, no, no renouncing. You just, you just surrender, I take you. Immediately. So what does that tell you? How many of you died after you received salvation? None. So what makes you think you can lose it? Your, the gospel you have heard is wrong gospel. 
Heaven is not a, tell your neighbor, heaven is not a reward. Heaven is the first thing you get when you come to Christ. Because the Bible says that now in Ephesians 1, 3, it says that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. So that's why the Bible says that we are ambassadors in the earth. Say I'm an ambassador. We are pilgrims in the earth, the Bible says. We are not in this place anymore. We are only fulfilling our assignment. So what we are doing now will decide our rank in heaven tomorrow. Are you seeing that? The work we do today, if I serve God with my life, if I do the things that God has me to do, and I put my purpose in life, it will determine my rank in heaven. That's the only thing we are doing now. What we are doing here is Riaza. Everybody say Riaza. So when you are joking with your Christian life, you may become Gitman in heaven. Do you understand? And he gets him beside you, who is a pastor. If he's not doing the work of God, you may become Gitman. You that is in the work of God is not being a pastor. You can become the boss. You'll not be saying, you go there, go there, go there. So in heaven, there's rank. We are all the same, yes. We are all the same. We go to heaven, yes. But different rank. Some will be governors, some will be presidents, some will be leaders. Do you understand? Some will be gatesman, some will be house cleaner, some will be doing other responsibilities. That's what the Bible teaches. That's the reason why we don't just say we are saved now. See, we are going to heaven. Let's just live our life anyhow. No. No. You live your life anyhow, you will get anyhow too. Anyhow, inheritance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you catching it now? So heaven is not a reward. Heaven is already guaranteed. Are you not telling you? It's guaranteed. That's the reason why when a Christian dies, we are not like those say, hey, he didn't make it. He did not make it. I saw, I saw what this guy did yesterday. No, 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 no. We're not like that. We know. We, we, are, we know that he's with the Father. Are you seeing that? But when Christ will judge his work, that will determine his rank in heaven. That will determine the, the crown he will receive in heaven. Are you seeing that? Like I always say, once a son, always a son, but once a firstborn son, not always a firstborn son. If you miss that message, go and look for it. Salvation is forever. I don't have time for that this morning. Hallelujah. I hope you are catching something this morning. I hope you are catching something this morning. So we don't thank God for stuff. We thank him for who he is. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? First John 2, verse 1 to 2. Look at this. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not talk to me now, so that you may not. Okay, what of when you sing? What happened next? If but if anyone sing, what happens? Uh-huh. What is it? What is it? I, come on. I thought you would say, hey, now that you give me no, you will pay. If you sing, cry to God. Brothers and sisters, we are not forgiven because we are remorseful. We are forgiven because we have the advocate with the Father. Who is our lawyer? Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are, say, I'm forgiven. Come on, shout it. Say, I am forgiven because of the mercy of God. Say it again. Say, I'm forgiven because of the mercy of God. Hebrews 10, 12. Oh, glory to God. I'm showing you things to thank God for. Hebrews 10, 12. Hebrews 10, verse 12. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12. Are you there now? All right. Are you there now? He says, but this man, after he had offered how many sacrifices? For how many sins? For all sins. What do you do next? What do you do next? Come talk to me now. He sat down at where? What does that tell you? When you go to a restaurant, you see all the stuff sitting down. What does that tell you? Talk to me now. What does that tell you? It means work has finished. No market or no work. Are you following? In the tabernacle of Moses, there was no chair inside. Why? Because the Levites were working day to night. Day to night. Because people are sinning. You know, do you know people sin every day? Do you know some of you sin every day? <laughs> you see cockroach. Yeah! You see, you are worried. That's sin. Worry is sin. 
You are anxious. Sin. You understand? Aha. So all these are sin. So now, the Bible says, so the, the high priest, when people are sinning, they have to keep burning animals, killing animals, to sacrifice, to appease God, to appease God, to appease God, to appease God. Imagine the work every day. And the Levite, they always just to be eating the meat, the meat, and the meat. You understand? That's, they just enjoy all the meat. But they are sacrificing to God because God cannot eat meat. God wants blood. Are you catching me now? So the Bible says, but this man, Ingra Akrodo, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, he now sat down. Telling you what? The work is finished. There's no more work to be done when it comes to sin. Hallelujah. Lift your right hand and shout your voice. Say, I am loved by God. Say, I am passionately loved by God. That's why, what is the love sign? What is love sign? It's not heart. That's why, that's why most of you, they've deceived you. They've broken your heart, maligned your heart, had break your heart, shoot your heart. The, love, the heart sign is not love sign. The love sign is the cross sign. Because that's where we see the love of God on the cross. Hallelujah. So every time we see the cross, we see love. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. Romans 3.25. Let's look, let's look at the sign of love. Romans 3.25. Om say Romans 3.25. He says, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in the forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed. Are you seeing that? So God set the propitiation of the blood of Jesus through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because of the forbearance of God who passed over the sins that were previously committed. Colossians 2.13 from New King James Version and Amplified. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Colossians 2.13. Read, everybody, want to go. Read loud, want to go read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What did you do? He has made a life together with Christ. Uh-huh. Forgiving you. How many? How many trespasses? This is the reason why the right verbiage is not if you have been a bad person, come and receive Christ. No. You are not a bad person. You were dead. You see the word there? The Bible didn't say being bad in your trespasses. It says being dead. Hello? Are you still here? So, we are not bad people trying to be good. Are you hearing me? This is the reason why people ask questions like, why do bad things happen to good people? Jesus said there is no good except God. That's what Jesus said. Stop that question. It's a wrong question. Because every human being born to this world was born dead. None of them is alive. They can be roaming the streets, but they are dead. Are you hear what I'm telling you? So it's when you come to Christ, he makes you alive. Having forgiven you all your trespasses. Because the reason why you could not receive eternal life is because of sin. Sin is the problem. So when forgiveness comes, forgiveness removes the power of sin and gives you life. That's when salvation comes. Are you catching it now? Are you catching it now? Praise God. I said, praise God. Mm -hmm. Let me show you some of the scripture again. Amplified. AMP. It says, and you who were dead in trespasses in the, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ, having, having what? Freely forgiving us. How many transgressions? How many transgressions? This is the reason why, you see, when you understand the gospel, there's wrong verbiage and right verbiage. Let me tell you wrong verbiage. How many of you, how many of you want to give your heart to Christ? That's wrong verbiage. Because you, what can a dead man give? Talk to me now. So it's not who want to give your life. Give which life? There's no life. There's no life to give. So when you come to Christ, it's that you receive his life that you can give to him. Because you can only give what you have. So if you don't have life, you can't give life. 
So you cannot give your life. Say, I'm giving my life to Christ. You don't have life. You have deadness. So when you come to Christ in your dead state, you receive life into your spirit. And you come alive in Christ Jesus. Can you shout amen? Look at Psalm 103 verse 1 to 5. The Bible says, Blessed, bless the Lord, O my soul. And in all that is with me, bless his holy name. Verse 2. Psalm 103 verse 2. Can you move fast? Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all. Well, hold on. And forget not all. Read everybody. And forget not how many benefits? For say, man, pastor, there are benefits in God. We need to thank God for the benefits. What the one benefit? Read one to go. Verse Read everybody want to go. Alamanga higher. And who does what next? How many disease? All your disease. Are you seeing that? So when I'm thanking God, I say, Father, thank you because all my sins are forgiven. Thank you for healing me of all my disease. Are you seeing that? Next verse, verse 4. Read. Who redeemed your life from destruction? And who crowns you with what? Loving kindness. And what? Tender mercy. Verse 5. Who satisfies your mouth with what? Uh-huh. So that the youth. Lift your right hand and shall say, my mouth is satisfied with good things. Say, all my sins are forgiven. Say, all my disease healed by the power of God. Say, no sickness in my body. Say, I walk in divine health in the name of Jesus. Say I'm, say, I'm freed from unreasonable and wicked men and women. Say, I'm delivered from unreasonable, wicked men and women. In the name of Jesus, can you shout amen? amen. So you see, when you come to Christ, praise is not a trigger with God. Hear me very carefully. God is not a Yoruba king. You know Yoruba king is? You know, you praise the guy, you call him one manner of name, then when they think, turn his head, turn his head, turn his head, you now say, ask me anything you want. That's not God. That's not God. <laughs> you know why I say so? Do you know why I say so? Listen, we praise him for what he has already done. Are you seeing that? When we are praising God, we are not praising him so that we do something. We are thanking him and praising him for what he has already done. For instance, you cannot praise your way for God to forgive you. God has already done it. So we are thanking him and praising him for what he has already done. Not what he is going to do. You are not hearing what I'm telling you. We are not praising God for what he is going to do. We are praising him for what? Talk to me. For what? For what? What he has already done. That's why I tell you that praise, thanksgiving is a response. Is a response to what God has done. Let me ask you a question. How many of you praise God to the cross? It is not you that took him to the cross. It is his law that took him to the cross. So we are praising him. We are praising him for what he has done. Are you seeing that? Because he has already done anything. There is nothing else for God to do. Father says, somebody say, Father, let your spirit move. God has already moved. It's your own time to move. God is not moving anymore. It's our time to move. You know, when, when Moses got to the Red Sea, he said, God, what are we going to do? We have got into obstacle. And he started crying and praying. He said, God, come and move. God said, mm, 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 mm. don't pray. Tell them to go forward. That's what God said. Why? Because the time for God to move has already been done. He did all his movement in Christ. And when Christ died on the cross, what did he say? What did he shout? Talk to me, what did he shout? And what is he doing today? He is sitting down like the Father. Telling you, no more work. God is no longer working. God is not in the business of working anymore. We are the ones working now. We are the ones showing forth his glory. Showing forth his excellence. Can you shout amen somebody? So, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, God is a, say God is a good father. Say God is not blah, blah, blue. Say God is a good father. It's not town hall meeting. Glory to God. I said, so, <laughs> we're about to be done. Romans 8, 32. You know, you know what David said? See, 
Reach your hand and say, Father, thank you. Because you have no record of my sins. Say it again. Say, Father, thank you. Because you have no record of my sins. You know what David said? David said, if God marks iniquity, he said, who shall stand? He says, but there is forgiveness with you. That's enough to thank God for. I said, that's enough to thank God for. Read everybody on the screen. Want to go. Drummer, come quickly. Instrumentalist. Come on, read the power now. Everybody want to go. Uh-huh. So listen, can I prophesy to somebody this morning? Lift your hand now. Here it is now. If God gave you his best, he will give you the rest. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? If God will not spare his own son, but gave him for you, he said, how shall he not also freely give you all things? I prophesy to you now in the name of Jesus that whatever good thing in this life, you will eat of it in the name of Jesus. Say nothing is too good for me. Shout say nothing is too good for me. Why? Because God gave you the best. The most important thing to God is his son. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And listen, salvation is not a capella. Who can sing? One singer, come and sing. Come on now, come and sing now. I should call someone. David, come and sing. You are the singer today. Come and sing one of those, your praise song. No instrument. I want to show you how salvation works. Take your mic and sing. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17. Are you there? The Bible says, for our light affliction. Everybody say light affliction. Say what I'm going through is light affliction. He said, which is but for how many moments? It's for a moment. But what is he working? It is working for me a far more what? Exceeding and what? Eternal weight of glory. Can you shout amen? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at Message Bible. Verse 17. Along great on this car. He said, these hard times. What are they? Hi. Are you not seeing on your screen? These hard times are what? Say, prophesy to yourself. Say, the hard times I'm going through in my life. They are small potatoes compared to the coming good days. The lavish celebration prepared for me. They far more meet my eyes. These things which I see now that are here today, gone tomorrow. But the things which I cannot see, they are they will last forever. The Bible says the small potatoes you are going through your life. It says, get ready for the lavish celebration. It is party after party. Now, sing a praise song. One of the songs you sang this morning. I want to show you how salvation is. Come and sing. Just pick, just pick the key. Just give him key. Say, you like key. Receive my praise, oh Lord. Just keep singing. Receive my praise, oh God. So some of us, we think that salvation is just Glory forgiveness of sin. Save from here. Receive I see that. My praise, so, oh salvation is not a cappella. When oh God begins God. to give you his gift in your life, my praise, oh it comes with a package. Are you what I'm telling you? Then God begins to add the piano. You. My praise, oh God. The piano comes in now. My praise, oh now, God. as the piano comes in, this now begins to bring praise, arrangement oh into your life. Maybe it concerns your business. God begins to arrange that with the piano. Now, give me the drums. Then all the yamayama in your life, they get out of your life when the drums begin to start. Are you what I'm telling you? So salvation comes with the drums. It comes with the piano. It comes with the guitar. Then it comes with the trumpet. And uh, Are you catching it this morning, this morning? Father, we sit my praise, oh to your feet now. Amos 9, 13. And Greco Bahia. You are, you are going to party today. 
Alaba higher. Listen, look at this is God's word for you this morning. It says, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Somebody lift your voice and shout, say, Things are going to happen so fast. My head will swim. One thing fast on the heel of the other. It won't be able to keep up. Some of you are not resigned to your life this morning. Say everything will be happening at once. Everywhere I look. Blessings. Everywhere I look. Blessings. Blessings. Like wine pouring. Off the mountains and hills. Say I will make everything. Right again. Say God is making everything right again. Say tell, tell yourself. Say it won't be long. Things are going to be happening fast. My head will swim. One thing fast on the heel of the other. It won't be long. I will not be able to keep up. Of the blessings of God in my life. Everything will be happening so fast. Everywhere I look blessings. Everywhere I look blessings. When I turn to the right blessings. When I turn to the left blessings. Say blessings everywhere. Blessings everywhere. Blessings everywhere. If you believe it, somebody lift your voice and shout, Amen. Listen, I hear what God is telling you this today. As I listen to me now, get ready for party after party. I said, get ready for party after party. Welcome to the season of your celebration. You are not shouting. Somebody shout, Glory. Listen, if God gave you Jesus, he will give you everything. I said, if God gave you Jesus, he will give you that baby. If God gave you Jesus, he will give you that contract. If God gave you Jesus, he will give you everything. Somebody shout amen. Say, everywhere I look blessings. Everywhere I turn around blessings. Say, I'm surrounded by the favor of God. Rabbi, somebody turn that to prayer for yourself now. A book over higher. It won't be long, God's decree. Things are going to be happening so fast. Your head will swim. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heel.